Ron and Anian. Hey, your car ran out of oil. Usually somebody would go, oh, my God. It was just crickets. Like he knew, he expected it. Like he's he's seen this before. I got a beat leather jacket. I got a broken down car. I'm going to push it up the hill if I can make it that far. Because everything I own is a broken down piece of junk. The car doctor. What road force balancing does is... It looks at that elliptical balance or that elliptical circle, and it matches the weight to counteract for that high and low spot of the rim in the tire. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Ania, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your call. At 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Hey, it's time to start your engines. Hello and welcome. Ron and Andy and the Car Doctor here at 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's 24-7 phone number as we sit down and talk about your automobile and its problems. Whatever you've got going on, fender to fender and door to door. There's a lot going on this hour. There's more information about this radio show at cardoctorshow.com. And without any further ado... Let's see what Tom's doing to the phones. We've got, um, is that right? We've got Steve on one from uh, Texas. Let's go over to Steve from Texas with an 85 Chevy Silverado. Steve, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Hey, so yes, I called you back in uh, January, February. I, I bought this Silverado okay. uh, when my wife went on vacation. Oh, I remember I this. Oil. Let me ask you, are you, are you <laughs> how's, how, how is the missus? I mean, you're still married, right? She's not mad at you or anything, right? No, you know what? I put it up for sale, okay, and I didn't tell her, right? And she came home, and there was a guy looking at it, right? And she, uh, I went back inside the house. I'm like, "Hey, this is guy's offering me," and she goes to me. She's like, "Did we have a conversation about putting it up for sale?" Aha! Uh-huh. I'm like, "What?" So she, she likes goes, it now. Did <laughs> she thinks it's cute? Well, you know, listen, happy wife, happy life, brother. Um, hey. Hey, well, you know, we ended up buying her a Mercedes uh, three weeks ago. Very happy wife, very happy life. Uh, You know, and that brings to conclusion another happy caller on the Car Doctor radio show of domestic bliss. That's right. You see all the problems the Car Doctor can solve? So I'm fortunate. My wife never listens. She's not in the studio today, is she? My wife never listens to the show, so it's um, I can do anything I want. That's not her, is it? Uh Uh-oh. Go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. What's your question about the uh, Silverado? Okay, so uh, two weeks ago, I, I put on new shackles and uh, control arm, or uh, all the bushings and sway bar bushings. Right. So I decided I was going to change the oil. I put in some sea foam in the crankcase. Okay. Pulled it outside, let it run for five minutes. Next thing you know, I'm overheating. I mean, to a point of where it was it was coming out bad. Right. So I let it cool down. Now the guy before me put electric fans on. Okay. I never had issues. My, I know there's no coincidence, but when I finally figured it out, I lost my headlights, I lost my horn, and I lost my electric fans. And I, I went through the wiring, and I ended up finding a, a small box, a power box that he installed behind the battery inside the fender, and it was melted. Okay. Now... He ran the wire from the alternator to this box, which ran three separate fuses to those three items. And 
I'm trying to figure out. So I kind of got another box from O'Reilly's. It was literally the same thing. Right. And he goes to me, he goes, attach it to the battery and you know, you're good to go. And I'm like, well, what do I do with the power wire that comes out of the back of the alternator? Well, he it's, goes, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other, because you're still going to be tied to the power source, the alternator, through the battery. The battery just is going to act as a reservoir. It's going to be a little bit more of a cushion. I mean, I'd probably run it right to the battery, but I'd go back and hook up what you're, what you're hooking up. And, okay. Um, now, your wife's not listening, is she? No, she don't. She don't. She don't podcast. Okay, so I would. I would go. I would go back to O'Reilly Auto Parts and see if they have a clamp, which I'm sure they do. Buy a clamp-on amp meter. You got a clamp-on amp meter? No. Oh, oh, mm. and, <clears throat> and what you need to do is you need to see what kind of currents being pulled out on that on that lead wire coming out of the alternator, so you can see how much okay. electrical load that's. Because now the next thing might you might have to do is, uh, you know, because of these fans. And everything else that's running on this truck, there's a chance you may have to upgrade the alternator. Bigger's better, and you know more power. You know what? I had to, I had replaced the alternator a uh, month and a half ago. Okay, but what? But what? The, what size uh, was it? A direct replacement? What size was the original yeah, alternator? Yeah, yeah. No, the it was this truck was originally a six cylinder, and uh, you know some guy dropped in a three fifty. Okay. Okay. So and, uh, so what what amperage? What amperage alternator is in there? You must know. A 70. Okay. Do they make a 90? I think they made a 90 in, in, in 85. I think there was a way to get something bigger. Well, I'll have to look into that. You know, and I'll tell you, I'll but, tell you, uh, I'll tell you what I would look at if, if you want to start talking about, you know, you, you kind of got a little bit of a hot rod. Your wife's really not listening, right? Now nah, she's out in the Mercedes with the air conditioning on. She don't care. So she well, don't care. Well, she don't care. So you did the right thing, brother. I'm telling you. You know what? But I I think you need another vehicle. I mean, a Mercedes against an '85 Suburban. I think you need like the '85 Suburban and maybe like an old Ford or a Chevy or something. I mean, let's 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 weigh the let's weigh well, the value here. Well, you uh, know when I when I when I left Chicago. I had to sell my 39 Chevy. Well, there you go. Chop four inches. Yeah. Mustang front suspension. You know? I mean, you got to tell her, look, it's not another woman. This is your competition. I just want a car to ride around in. Um, see what yeah. she says. Just bring it home. Well, she gave me her Jeep. Well, but that's, you know, <laughs> that's like kind of you get that hand-me-down shirt from your brother after he threw up on it when you were five years old. Who cares? Uh, you know, there's no, there's no excitement there. Um, why don't you do this? Why don't you send her away for a week on vacation with her girlfriend? Let her go down lie on the beach, and when she comes home, there'll be another car in the driveway. She'll be so happy she won't care. You know what? That's a good idea. I'm telling you. You know, I drove around. Yeah. I drove around yesterday all day picking up old wood so her and uh, the girls can do crafts. Right. And I'm telling you, you, you send her away, she'll come back, and she'll be like, what the heck is this? You know, honey, I, I woke up in the middle of the night. Here's the story. You ready for the story? All right. I'm ready. I, I woke up in the middle of the night and this something was calling me and I started driving around where we where do you live in Texas? You're in I'm in a DFW area. Okay. So you're you know, you we're driving around Dallas and Fort Worth and here look look at this car. This car you know, I had a car like this before I met you. This is like reliving my youth and now I have the best of both worlds. I have the best car I ever had and I have the best girl I ever had. Perfect. <laughs> we're done. She'll probably tell you she'll probably tell you send me to Hawaii next. 
hey, that's a possibility there. You know, we you know? got a timeshare down at Atlantis. Well, and then, you know, you just add to the garage. Um, you got enough land, I'm sure you could add another spot to the garage, right? I got an acre. Okay. Um, we're contemplating the garage. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's... You know, we're going to build the garage around the cars. you got to tell her, listen, I know we're looking for the garage and the pool. Do you have a pool? Yep. Well, do you want a bigger pool? No, because on, on my back pool, I've got a uh, 1947 Nash Metropolitan. Oh. That I, I, no, I turned it into a bar. <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> uh, I know where we're going on remote next year. Uh, um, do you have a sauna? Uh, no, it's like 102 down here today. Yeah, you probably don't need that. You got a hot tub? No. So you, you got to find hot something tub. she wants, and then it just has to magically appear every time. And every time she goes away on vacation, you got to go buy another car. Hey, you know what? You got a good idea right I'm there. I'm telling you. There's been some very good moments in my life watching Netflix in the air conditioning with the, with the lights out, eating chips. I have a lot of deep thought on this subject. So it's... Mm. Yeah, uh, but that's what I would do. But listen, before I before I let you go, brother, look at PowerMaster, PowerMaster.com. Very, okay. very good line of alternators and starters, and that's where I was going with this conversation. Um, the gentleman okay. that owns it, I believe his name is John. I can't think of his last name. A real gentleman. I haven't talked to him in probably seven, eight years. He won't remember me from Boo, but he helped solve a problem on the hot rod when I first put the starter together. In the hot rod, where mm -hmm. nobody, nobody else can answer the question, they had the answers. I've been running. A, I've been running PowerMaster rotating electrical ever since. Um, I, I look at their website. If you go to PowerMaster.com, you're going to go insane okay. by all the choices of alternators. Chrome, not chrome. This size, that size. One wire, two wire. They'll do everything you want it to do, and it's good quality stuff. And right, I would, I'll I, I, look I, I would that. probably do that. Get yourself an amp gauge from O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right, or look online at O'ReillyAuto.com. You want to look at mm -hmm. the the power requirement of the fans, how much current they're drawing, and then watch the fuses that are protecting it. The fuses that are protecting it. If it's if 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 the fans are pulling 10 amps, you need a 30 amp fuse or at least a 25, but likely a 30 amp fuse in that circuit. Yeah, it is a 30. Okay. So uh, there was a there was. There was a 15 in it, yeah, and not that, that blew immediately. Right, and then you've got to find out. Then you've got to find out what gauge wire is there. Is the gauge wire rated for the size of the fuse? So you got a little bit of work to do. Don't assume the last guy knew what he was doing, because if he did, he would still own it, and he wouldn't have gotten frustrated with why he couldn't fix it. Oh no, no. When the guy when when I went to go change the uh, the shackles, I got the, like a lot thicker shackles for the front springs. Right. I knew this guy, the uh, the one bolt that you kind of like hidden up in the frame was all thread. So he actually had a piece of all thread holding a, yeah, a lead so spring he's, on. Um, yeah, he's dangerous. So yeah. he, pro he probably doesn't have an understanding wife like yours. And you can tell her that. You know, honey, the guy that I <laughs> bought this truck from, I was putting the leaf spring shackle in, and he had a, a bad bolt in there, and that's because he was too henpecked and bothered. I really appreciate the way you let me do my hobby. By the way, here's two tickets. I'll see you, and I'll see you when you get back from Bermuda next week. And you go car shopping this week. <laughs> Problem solved. All right? Thank you, sir. You're welcome, Thank sir. Thank you so very much. You're very welcome. We'll talk okay. to you soon. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor, a.k.a. the Marriage Counselor, will return right after this. Little GTO, you really look at Three deuces and a four-speed and a 389. 
Need advice on how to maintain that classic GTO? Ron is the guy. 855-560-9900. Here's Ron. Hey, just a reminder, this portion of The Car Doctor is brought to you by the folks at Ford, Ford Parts. Dot com. Remember, if you're looking for parts, FordParts.com is your one-stop shop for Motocraft Ford Parts, Ford Accessories, and Omnicraft Parts. FordParts.com features high-quality part images, line art diagrams, detailed descriptions, and related parts sections showing part numbers in close proximity. Remember, you can be the world's best mechanic. If you don't have the right parts, you can't look them up. You've got a problem. So FordParts.com is the place to be. There's a live chat and call center support available to help you find the right parts. Track orders and more. FordParts.com. Find it, buy it, and get back to work, which is just what the car doctor is going to do as we go over and talk to, let's go over and talk to Mike in Delaware. Michael, what is this, two for a nickel today? Hey, how are you? Did you, yeah. did you miss me that much? Sorry, is that, is, yeah. is, that's okay, brother. What's going on? I, for, I forgot to ask you about that reduced engine power light. Um, you got a, the, you've got a reduced engine power light? Yes. Okay, well, that should be generating a fault code, is it? That's correct. Okay, and the fault code is what? Accelerator power don't position? Know. You don't know? I don't know. Okay, th this is a drive-by-wire vehicle, correct? Uh, um, is there a throttle cable on this truck? No. I don't know. Okay. So, you know, rather than, you know, we could go on for the remaining 45 minutes today talking about what reduced engine power means. Basically, the onboard computer is seeing a fault in one of its control systems, so it's limiting power operation. All right, or it's, I'm sorry, it's, it's limiting the vehicle's ability to accelerate to full power. My guess is... This is I, I can only go 10 miles an hour, 15 okay. miles an hour. My, my guess is this vehicle is drive-by-wire, meaning there's no mechanical throttle linkage. There, is, okay. there are two redundant sensors at the pedal assembly inside the vehicle. Hence, it's not a gas pedal. It is an accelerator pedal. So the accelerator pedal position sensors, there's two there, and then there's two on the throttle body, which is the piece out under the hood. They change in, in voltage value from 0 to 5 volts and 2.5 and volts down, and same thing out under the hood. They look for correct correlation to decide when you move your foot to quarter throttle, the pedal moves, to, or the throttle plate moves to quarter throttle and so on. When it sees something out of sync, it then puts the vehicle into reduced engine power so that we don't have the possibility of what else? A runaway engine. They're, 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 no. limiting, they're limiting engine operation. Just like I um, understand. drive, drive uh. by wire has been around for years and years and years in airplanes, which is kind of scary when you think about it. But, um, you know, there's no direct mechanical linkage to, to, the, to the rudders and the, the, the flaps and all that anymore. And there hasn't been for a very long time. Um, yeah. Again. I'll shut, the, I'll shut the motor off and then, then I'll wait for a little bit. And, and then it's fine. It's fine. Right. And part of the problem, this generation 01, 02, 03, um, somebody will end up trying the TAC module, which is the, the, the throttle actuator control module on the left side of the engine compartment, the pedal position sensors, the throttle body. It still won't be fixed. And if that's the case and they, you know, they, they choose to use a parts shotgun instead of diagnosing it, if they get to this point and they're frustrated, tell them it's very likely if they get to that point, the wiring harness leading to the throttle body out under the hood, and it's a matter of gently manipulating the harness, wiggling it, and oh jiggling it. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, been there, done. Bring this, this truck up to you. Bring, been That's there, what I'm going to do. Been there, done that. No, I'll, you won't like that. I'll condemn it. You watch. So yeah, but, I'm going to bring the truck up to you. That, Another question, real quick. All right, a, boy, you're on going. The you're, box. you're going three for a nickel today, real quick, yeah, Michael. On the, on the air filter box, there's a little gauge. How can you? There's a green and red thing on it. 
Okay. How, how do you read that? Well, when the when the plunger's in the green, the air filter's good. When the plunger's in the red, it's time to change the air filter because it's so restricted. It's actually pulling down on that diaphragm and it's pulling it into the no flow no flow uh, area. Now that wouldn't have nothing to do with the reduced engine power. No. Would it? Well, where is it? Is it in the red? Uh, it's it, almost to the red. Well, why don't you take the air filter out and see if it makes a difference? It probably won't. I can't. I can't say that I've ever seen reduced engine power be affected by an air filter. Okay. All right, but you know, air filters are important. I'll tell you what. I'll give you a little homework to do. Get out to get out to Wix filter. You have you have the internet down there in Delaware, right? I mean, it's all you know the whole nine yards. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes I understand. Listen, in the shop. Lower, and, lower Delaware. Well, you know, when we first moved into the shop, when we we you'd flush the toilet, the lights would go out. Um, get out yeah. to Wix. Get out to Wixfilters.com. And Wix, I've got to give the folks at Wix, I don't give them enough credit for all the good filters they produce, but they've got a library of research about air filtration and oil filtration, but we're talking air here. Um, air filtration and the hows and the whys and the way filters are designed. Wixfilters.com, and it'll give you all the reading material you can imagine and uh, keep you happy for, for, for weeks to come. So um, do that, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Good luck to you, brother. Um, I'm exhausted. What do you want to talk about now, Mikey? Mikey, I see. What is that you got over there? You got uh, what? Santa Claus come? You got uh, what? What do you got there? Mikey's got his RA Automotive T-shirt. I got two RA Automotive T-shirts. Now, what do you think? And maybe we should put this out to the listenership. You know, we're, we're thinking about because I get a lot of requests for T-shirts, right? And you know, people are willing to pay for them. And we're trying to like, what do we want to develop? Should we? Sh I wonder if we should try to sell RA Automotive T-shirts. I wonder if anybody would buy them. Eh, we'll leave that out there. Let's see if we get any requests for that. I always think about Beverly Hills Cop. Right, Eddie Murphy in the Mumford Physical Education T-shirt, and um, you, you know that was Mumford High School in Detroit, and he wore Mumford High School in Beverly Hills Cop, and they sold enough T-shirts to fund the football program. I think the following year it was the craziest thing, so it was a, it was a big deal. As a matter of fact, you can still buy Mumford Physical Education T-shirts to this day. So I don't know, does anybody want an Ari Automotive T-shirt? Then we'll start selling those on eBay. I'm Ron Annie in the Car Doctor. We're coming back right after this. Don't go away. back running into the car doctor mikey i'm kind of jealous lucy's out there with you now lucy the the radio dog she's just sleeping yeah, she's tired you know she's you know she's eight now it's so funny when she's home right we'd run her around the backyard you could give that dog a ball she would run all day all day long the other day i had her out it was like threw the ball seven times she brought me the ball she said i'm done fell at my feet fell asleep it was like i'm done i'm going yeah <laughs> poor dog so she's getting old just like the rest of us. Let's go over and talk to Chris in New York, 08 Range Rover. Hey, Chris, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? How you doing? Good, sir. Um, I've got a 2008 Range Rover. It's an HSE, so that's a 4.4 V8. 4.4 right. V8, correct, yep. Um, about 60% of the time, the car is in perfect shape, and it runs great, and we love it. But, but about 60% about of the times when we start it, it's racing at like two or 3,000 RPMs okay. for about 30 seconds, and then very slowly over like a 10-second period, it comes down to a normal idle. And the other 40% of the time you start it, and it just, you know, it idles perfectly normally. Um, 
I had the the throttle body cleaned out because right. that's what one of the uh, dealerships I had it in for something else, and they said your throttle body needs cleaned, and that could be why it's racing, and it didn't seem to help. So I'm wondering uh, what else I could take a look at. Is it repeatable? Is it can you duplicate it while a mechanic has it, or is it just a very random thing? It's pretty random, but the mechan- my mechanic has seen it, and uh, which is why he said yeah clean out the throttle body, that should fix it, but it didn't. Okay. This has been going on for a couple of years, and I finally said, you know, i got to fix this, because it's just, you know, it's, does it's the, not good, obviously. Does the throttle, does the idle speed come down by itself, Chris, or does it, does, do you have to tap the pedal or, you know, do something to make it stop? If I wait 20 or 30 seconds, it'll come down itself, and it comes down very slowly over, over about a 10-second period. Okay. And obviously, there's no obviously no check engine light on, no no faults being displayed on the dash. Nothing, no codes, no lights, okay. nothing. You know, and not to pick on Range Rover, but this is you know some of their electronics are, are are flaky like this. I can tell you what some of the common things are, and I can tell you how I would try to eliminate some of these things. Um, number one, take a look at or ask your mechanic to take a look at you know how's the EGR valve look. The as stupid as this sounds, and I've 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 experienced this once, and I've heard about it multiple times, that the EGR valve builds up carbon under the pintle under the seat, and it'll actually cause it to stick up, and the engine starts to draw unmetered air at the wrong time, and it causes a high idle. Okay. Okay. So you know, on a higher mileage, how many miles are on this? It's a uh, hundred and ten thousand. Yeah, it's not the worst, but it's not the youngest thing on the block either. All right. Um, also, and this is the hard one. It's 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 hard to find, but uh, there are issues with intermittent mass airflow sensors, seven eights and nines, Range Rovers, HSE, and you'll never, you know, you'll never you'll never see it because part of the problem is I believe the operating strategy and your mechanic could try testing this. Unplug the mass airflow sensor, start the car up. Does the idle go high? If the idle goes high, then it has the operating then it has the operating strategy that if it sees an incorrect or improper mass airflow sensor signal, it puts the vehicle into a default high idle, allowing it time to sort things out and run on its own in order to get the vehicle home, thinking that you're you're out somewhere. They don't want you to be disabled on the side of the road. And if if, un- if unplugging that does, then at least he's got something to monitor. Maybe he's got to drive it for a while, watch the mass airflow sensor, look at gram count, look for a possible crack in the intake boot, and just to see is that a potential problem. Three, just for giggles, let's look at fuel trim. Let's look at the basics. You know, do you get a do you get a physical once a year, Chris? Uh, I should, but no. Well, but so you know, you want me to? Should I talk to your wife and get her to get you to do that? No, I can't. That was the first call this hour. I can't do another one of those. Um, you know, baseline the vehicle when the vehicle's running well, and you know it's simple enough to do. I'm sure he's got more than one scan tool. I'm sure that, that'll do a print. You know, uh, plug, print, and play, and let's see what are the what are the vitals. And if six months from now, if the if the vitals haven't changed, but the problems happen three times, we know it's not the aging process. We know that we know that something mechanical or electronic is creating this. Last, right. let's just go over all the grounds on the vehicle. 
battery ground, any any chassis grounds that might exist, anything that the PCM is looking for a proper ground, any loss of ground, and I you know I could I could send them down the road of checking the wiring harness for poor connection, connectivity, wiggle the harness. Does anything make the idle speed? do that again is it is it repeatable that way what i'm trying to do is get down to the point of we've looked at the obvious we've 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 eliminated the potential problems could we have a processor that's confused uh, i can't say i've seen it on range rover i've seen it on other products and the only way you get to that conclusion is you've got to eliminate all the potential things that you're not thinking about you know don't wait for the car to show you the problem sometimes you got to go digging for it if that makes sense to you Sure, sure. All right. Is is it something that's really bad? I mean, uh, should we definitely, you know, troubleshoot this and try to fix it? Because it's, you know, I I know it's not good running at 3,000 RPMs when you start it. So. Well, my question would be if the next time it happens, if you shut it off right away, count to five and restart it, is the idle normal? No, it continues to do it. I've tried that. So it's a timer thing, and it's exactly 30 seconds. Not exactly, and it's not. Sometimes it's a little longer than other times. Sometimes it's only ten seconds, but sometimes it's thirty seconds to a minute. Okay. See, I'm surprised it's not setting a fault. And you know, like the call I had before, where we had conversation about accelerator pedal position sensors and accelerator pedals. Uh, you know, it's all drive-by wire. And you know what? What input is it not seeing? What what sensor is it not seeing correctly? Computer is reacting to something. Now we've got to figure out what it's reacting to. Right. And well, maybe 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 this will help you. Sometimes if I tap the pedal, it doesn't go down either. It just you know revs a little higher and comes back to where it was. And sometimes so, when I tap, yeah. But if I put it in gear, it goes right down. Right. Well, it's going down because of the load. All right. I wouldn't I wouldn't put too much stock in that, but I would I tell you what I sure would love to see a scan tool on that and look at um accelerator and throttle position sensors when this fault's occurring. Okay. Um and then last, does your mechanic have a scan tool I wonder that does mode 6? Do you know what mode 6 is? No. Okay. Um, people have heard me tell this tale a lot of times. I'll tell it again. You ever get sick on Wednesday? You must. You don't go to the doctor, right? Right. Right. So, but when did you start to feel bad? You felt bad on Monday. You were you you were either hungover from the Giants or Jets game, or you were just really legitimately sick, which you might be more after this season anyway. But you know, by Wednesday you really didn't feel good, and you were full blown sick. Well, that that's your body's mode six. That's your body on Monday. It it, it checked. How did you feel? All right. How's your temperature? How's your throat? How's your eyes? How's your nose? That's your indicators of fault and failure. By Wednesday, it was full blown. Your check engine light came on. Car does the same thing. Within every car manufactured since ah eh, since 2000, the early stuff didn't really record it that well. There's mode six. He could go in with his scan tool, look at mode six data, and look and see what's a borderline failure, possibly related to idle speed control before the failure occurs. Make sense? Yeah. Okay. Google the word mode six when we get off the air and start reading about what mode six can do, and maybe that'll give them a direction. All right, sir. Okay. All right. Thank you very and, much. and go get a physical. All right. I want you around a long time. Hey, we'll do that. All right, brother. You take good care. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. The car doctor's coming back right after this.
back. Ron and Andy, the car doctor. Hey, real quick, real quick. Optima Batteries has got a shotgun experience. Tom, I think I want to go do this. Optima Batteries is proud to announce its inaugural ride shotgun promotion, offering lucky enthusiasts a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to adv- experience thrilling adventures with six Optima Power Pro ambassadors. Enthusiasts interested in entering the promotion will be able to explain why they deserve the chance to ride shotgun with their favorite Optima Power Pro ambassador at OptimaRideShotgun.com. One lucky winner will be selected for each unique experience. Tom, look at this. You can go drive in the 24-hour race in Germany with James Clay. You can be at Pikes Peak Airstrip with Lauren Healy. You can be with Mike Weiss at a drag event. Only if we can do it on the air so we can hear you screaming like a, like a little girl. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm very brave like that. So besides, I would send Mikey. He's the he's my front man. But the listenership, you guys can find out more information at OptimaBatteries.com. That sounds kind of neat. I might like that. Um, not the screaming part, but the, the ride part. So, uh, But anyway, let's go over and talk to Brian in Minnesota, 01 GMC pick-em-up truck. Yes, Brian, how can I help? Hello, Ron. Yes, sir. Um, well, I've got, it's my dad's 01 GMC, and it's uh, got a fuel line leaking um, on the left frame rail forward of the gas tank. Okay. Right where it, it you know, it's got the little plastic uh, brackets there yeah. with, yep. where the lines yep. set into. Yep. Uh, she corroded, line corroded one of those. Okay. And um, and then it goes into that flexible coupling that then goes over the top of the transmission? Yeah, that's that's up a ways. Okay. That's forward a little ways. Okay. But uh, this is just, um, you come away from the tank, you got the, then you got the radius going forward along that rail. Right. It's just forward maybe a foot or so, foot and a half forward okay. of that. Right. Um, and is there, is there, and this, let me preface this. This is, this is pretty much a farm truck. Um, this is not something he's going 30 miles here, 40 miles here with. It's just pretty much bopping around a small farm town and around the farm. Okay. Um, is there any kind of fix I can do to this thing? I'm just, what I'm wondering about is with, with the pressures involved. Okay. The so pressure do, involved do, there. do this. Dorman. I believe it's Dorman. Um, the website's not DormanProducts.com, but Google Dorman. Or do you have a, do you have a local O'Reilly Auto Parts? I do. Okay. Yep. Go down to O'Reilly Auto Parts. Tell them okay. you want to see the Dorman fuel line repair kits. So okay. You know how you know how some of those have um, the black nylon. Yeah, like you have that black nylon with the quick disconnect coupling. Yes. Okay. Yes. So what Dorman's made, they actually make a whole kit. I have the kit. I, I, I actually had a customer with an 88 Lincoln town car that I he rotted the fuel line, and I actually ran that plastic nylon hose the length of the frame rail in larger spots and metal and the rest of it, and you were able to make up fittings. You, they, they give you brass ends so you can make a brass quick disconnect then with a steel tube and so on and so forth. So it's, nice. it's, it's yeah, it, it, it works. Um, you could probably look it up online, I'm guessing, at O'Reilly Auto. Dot com, but if you've got a local supply house, get out to your local yep. O'Reilly Auto Parts and, and do it from there. And, you know, that'll have the correct rating for pressure because it'll have the same quick disconnect and the same coupling effect. And and, and at least right. that'll be safe. Um, right. y- you know, if you wanted, okay, if you wanted to run that nylon line 
over the top of the trans. If this is just a farm truck, I would just be concerned about how close to exhaust, under chassis right. temperature, that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, the yep. nylon stuff is good, but I don't think it takes the abuse and the beating, which is why GM and a lot of the other car companies don't do it right from the get-go. So, right. you know, do that, and that will work. Um, you ever you ever put together, um, you know, like the bronze coupling, the brass coupling with the two ferrules in a steel line yep. to join? Yeah, it's the same yep. idea, but it'll have a bronze, a brass ferrule on one end, and a quick coupling on the other to join together to make a barbed fitting for the nylon tube. Push it on, and then connect it to the other side with a metal tube in between. Okay. You, you know what I mean when I say Chinese handcuffs? You know the, the Chinese yep. finger that you know you pull it. Yep. So you you, yep. would, you would put the two you would put a metal tube between the two couplings like Chinese like Chinese handcuffs and right. it, it'll work. All right, sir. Right, right. Say just real quick. Yeah, real quick. Just a quick second. Yeah. Um, you and I spoke last year, and again, I just want to repeat, K Seal. I thank you last year for turning me on to it. It fixed a problem in, in my in the. 98 Cadillac North Star I had. Still working. And, yeah, yeah, it, uh, well, I sold it. The guy's still driving it. Yeah. And the pro thing's running great. Cool um, beans. Just cool absolutely beans. outstanding. Cool beans. And, um, yeah, it's, and I'll just tell you, two weeks ago, you were channeling me. Uh -oh. I, was, I was listening, but I wasn't able to call. I wanted to call. I had intended to, but I was in a situation where I couldn't. You brought up doors locking by themselves. Oh, boy. And... Um, you started talking about, I'm like, I'm out of the blue, and I've been a fan of yours for years. I've never heard you talk about this in here. I just had a situation where I've seen that happen with GM vehicles I've had. And it happens, i got to tell you, Brian, it happens at the worst possible time when you least expect it. Man, I appreciate the thoughts. i got to go. I'm up against the clock. But as always, I appreciate you. I'm running Eating the Car Doctor. We're back right after this. Welcome back. We're running Eating the Car Doctor. Real quick, you've been asking about this. Ethanol, the problems with ethanol and gasoline. Get out to goldeagle.com. I've been doing a bunch of reading out there. The folks at Stable have come up with 360-degree protection for ethanol treatment of gasoline. Get out to goldeagle.com. Read more about it because it's very interesting about how fuels are changing and how Stable 360 can help. So let's get over to David in Iowa and talk to him real quick, David. Real quick, brother. What you got? Okay. I can, uh, is there going to be any availability to VW parts uh, used or new? Um, there's going to be no issues. I think Volkswagen's going to continue to make parts. It's a question of, you know, sorting it out. One of my, one of my problems with Volkswagen um, when it comes to sorting out parts and things of that nature is just identifying it. I, I can't tell you how many times I'll be talking to the dealer, the parts guys. Uh, we'll be looking online. Their, their diagrams, their pictures, their information really requires research. It's like repairing the car. Um, and, and part of the frustration with working on Volkswagen is trying to find the parts. First, you've got to figure out what's wrong with it, which is like any other car. But then once you do that, then it's finding the right parts for it. I don't think because of the end of the Beetle, you're going to see a demise in the availability of parts. Not that that would be a bad thing. But I think you're going to just end up seeing less of it because I think people are going to move on to newer designs and different vehicles that uh, meet current demand. They're, they got rid of the car because... Not a lot of people wanted or the demand was down. Once demand goes down, parts will, too, in some sort of sequential manner. Appreciate the call, David. As always, I'm Ron Anini in the car, Doctor, reminding you, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya.